timer going? It's going. All right. Hi, Marin. Welcome back. Hello. 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 <laughs> so glad to be back. We live so close, yet I still haven't been able to visit. I'm so sorry for that. Stephanie's pregnancy is getting there. Like our pregnancy is getting, I think we're at 34, 35 weeks-ish. So we're we're getting up there and doing a lot of nesting. So um, we're going to make it No work. apologies. No apologies. I wouldn't want to get in the car either if I were her. In fact, I've said to her, I can come to you if you guys yeah. want to hang out or whatever. So no worries. Yeah. yeah. I mean, even if you guys wanted to come and do like a little hike with us over here, that'd be chill. Me, you, Rumi, and maybe like a couple of your little ones go on a little hike. Yeah, Penny and pregnant Stephanie. Yes, that would be lovely. So the topic I think we were hoping to cover today was about collaboration because you and I have sort of started this experiment of collaborating with one another and I've, I've formalized it within Holistic, uh, Beloved Holistics um, as a collaborator program. And, and what you and I do is we exchange information about, about our patients and we work together to find solutions whenever possible. And sometimes that is like you and I kind of agree, hey, what do you think about this person having a home birth? Yeah, I'm not so sure. Let's get some more information. We send some labs out. We get some imaging studies from their local hospital. And then they kind of come back to us with it. And it's like, yeah, definitely not not in our scope as home birth providers. Um, and 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 so, so the, the sort of result of that collaboration, that particular patient was, you know, we've decided together, like maybe this isn't really the best person to be offering you know, your services as a, as a on the call midwife. Um, but in that process, I also got to learn so much about the sort of the way that decision-making can look for a, a, a person like that. So while you received some clinical guidance from the allopathic training that I have, I was able to glean from you like, okay, what is the risk tolerance conversation look like? And I've actually, I found that to be very, very impactful for me and how I've collaborated with other people in the future. So this collaborator thing is actually working out quite well. Um, and I'm also now, cons- you know, I'm, I'm now offering this, the second level, the, high, the, the leveling up, the, the further deeper collaborator conversation, which is let's get multiple people in the room and let's get people from multiple backgrounds to share their insight into problem solving. You know, I'm using problem solving, but oftentimes there isn't even a problem to solve. It's more just, let's have a conversation uh, as to how we would manage, maybe not manage, maybe not, that's not the word, but help counsel our patients on, on what the risks, benefits, alternatives are whenever there's a whole bunch of stuff that's generally unknown about birth, you know, as a whole. Um, so how has it been for you in this sort of a collaborator agreement? I'm kind of curious. Hmm. I feel so lucky. I feel so grateful to have you as a friend. And like you said, we've kind of been doing this for a while, meaning that I probably more on my end being like, Hey, what does this mean? What does this lab value mean? Or what about this thing? And so just receiving that support, I think is really amazing. And we were chatting before the podcast, I said, you know, people are surprised that a midwife and a doctor could work together, hence this podcast. So I don't think it's reiterating that too much, um, just to say, yeah, it is possible. And I've never had, you know, a quote unquote, backup doctor. I've never had that. I, I kind of don't really even know what that means. But some nurse midwives, for example, you know, they're required to have that relationship. So if there's lots of midwives that have experienced this, they have had someone to back them up or consult with, but I never have. Um, and especially not in like a, 
a friendly kind of way, like where I think we both have mutual respect for each other. It's not simply me looking to you to say like, yes or no, you know, what's your call, doctor? It's not that kind of thing at all. Um, Because I don't think you necessarily have any tie to anything I'm doing. Mm. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter. There's no skin in the game for me. Yeah. It's I'm, I'm here to count consult for you. Yeah. For you to go to your patient and yes. Yeah. So that is just very unique. And I think very pure in intention. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You're not silently, you know, taking care of this person and, and worried about it for any other reason. It's you're just looking out for the good of all really and giving your two cents when they're asked for, which is just really helpful, mm. um, as well as your intuition, you know, as well as you saying, hey, I feel good about this. That means a lot to me. Right. I consult my own intuition, but it means a lot to me to have you say, oh, I don't think this feels like a good thing. <laughs> you know, I'm going to think twice about it, just like I would with any friend that said similar. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's felt really supportive to me. And like I said, not not with any other motive. So it's just purely, hey, uh, what about all these things going on? And maybe going through them with you or, or having the client talk with you about certain risk factors and, and just taking my time. You know, I think I say this a lot, like most of the time in birth, especially pregnancy and birth, right? Like there's no rush. There's no rush to like decide a thing. So just kind of waiting through it at the time required uh, with you, to give your thoughts. It's been awesome. I love it. Yeah, I'm gl- I'm so glad. I mean, I, I kind of feel like <laughs> you've been extra generous because we've been doing this anyways. And then when I launched the program, you were like, the f- I think you were the first person to sign up. And I was like, God, that means so much to me. Maybe um, <laughs> to give a little backstory here, uh, you and I were doing this before I even really started doing this as a practice. Right. And um, a couple weeks ago, I got fired. And perhaps that should be the conversation on our next. Uh, oh my gosh! How next, did we uh, miss that? One? I don't know. <laughs> it's <laughs> been thinking. too long. Newsflash! Yeah. Newsflash! Was fired. <laughs> <laughs> and it was for completely ridiculous things that we'll talk about in our next recording. Okay. But um, <laughs> it occurred to me, like, okay, I'm, I'm, I've got these skills. How can I apply these skills? And I, and I thought, okay. I'm going to launch my own home, home birth business. That was the first iteration. And then I smoked, you know, a little bit of herb and, <laughs> and I don't know if Jason told you I was painting and smoking <laughs> some herbs and um, we're not talking about Ill- Ill- illegal stuff here. We're just, you know, we're just like, it's my creative process. And I, uh, it, it occurred to me like, whoa, if, if I want to actually practice what I've been preaching all this time as an OBGYN, not only is starting a home birth practice the wrong thing to do, but it's actually out of alignment with what I've set out to create. And Jason, your husband, actually gave me this really great language. He was like, you're not really interested in fighting the system, are you? He said, you're actually just interested in creating something new. And I was like, that's exactly right. So in creating something new, by me stepping in as the provider, I'm using air quotes on my end, the provider at the birth, as opposed to a midwife, for example, or a doula or any other type of support person, let me just bust through the doors and now I'm the everything, right? The problems with that are, number one, I can't be everywhere. As any birth attendant, you can't be at every single birth. So I would then ultimately naturally have to select for which people I could go to, just like midwives do. And so it's like, okay, I'm one person. Is there some better way for me to apply my skill set? The answer is, let's build a a lifeboat over here. 
And that lifeboat is going to be called Project, you know, reestablishing midwifery care as the standard of standard care model in the United States. So Beloved Holistics has really now become my vehicle for supporting you. And what that allows me to do is support every home birth attendant by just allowing that sounding board when there's this strange little thing that we haven't seen before, this funny thing that pops up on a urine study or an imaging report or whatever, and it's probably something I've seen a thousand times. And for you, it might come up like three, four, maybe 10 times a month, but all you have to do is send me the information. We look through it together and I say, you know what? I'm not worried. Here's how I would counsel. And you take that educational piece and you present it as another piece of information in order for your patient to make an informed decision, period. Um, and I'm realizing as I have more and more people signing up for the program that like, I could just do this as a living, like this could be my entire practice right? Yeah. while simultaneously staying on the path towards my vision, which is re-empowering uh, not just birth attendants, but the, the birthing people with the, the knowledge and the, the support from a back in my corner, the support to really be able to flourish and to embrace the birth process outside of the medicalized model of, of allopathic care. Yeah. Hey, that's a good gig if you can get it, I think. <laughs> right? Well, yeah. It also turns out like losing your job, you lose all of the salary and all the benefits and everything else. And I realized like that stuff actually doesn't even matter to me. <laughs> I don't need yeah. that. We don't. We don't need that much to live our richest life. We are our 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 wealth is really in our social capital. Like we've got great people in our lives that have jumped in and just saved the day. And that could be through talking. It could just be through giving us a shoulder to cry on. I mean, it's it's been hard. I mean, <laughs> I my one of the things was Stephanie was thinking about having a, a hospital birth when I got fired. And of course now we're thinking home birth because they cut my insurance benefits off a week before the due date. Mm. So talk about like a lack of humanity. We'll, we'll talk about that in our next recording. But the, um, the reason I'm saying all this is it's like, it, it really forces you to, to stop and realize, Hey, if I take a step back, Stephanie and I, this was an exercise we actually did. It was like, <laughs> we have the opportunity now to build our new life around like, like, like to support the vision that I've been promoting all this time. And that also looks like spending more time with my family and with my kiddo and my soon-to-be second kiddo. And, um, and so in some ways, selfishly, it's like, hey, if I could just make some money as a collaborator for you guys, we could simultaneously make the community birth-keeping um, experience stronger and better than ever without me ever getting in the way. And I use getting in the way very intentionally. I feel like I would just get in the way if I was there. Like there's nothing for me to do there. So why would you even call me to the house? You know, if you're that concerned right. about a, about a you know, hospital transfer, just you're going to do it anyways. It doesn't matter what I say. So, yeah. and it's not like I have some magic gold dust that I can come sprinkle on everything and make it better. So, um, so I've, I've, I'm really feeling this model. I really, really love it. And I, I can't emphasize enough just how wonderful it is to still be able to learn from people who are in birth and like really with birth, not just showing up to catch the baby. Right. You're really in that process. So I'm so glad that it's been beneficial to you because I think it's been doubly beneficial to me to mm. just be a space holder and an educator in your world. Hmm. 
Yeah, thanks for following your heart. I feel like definitely amazing things happen when we do that. So we should talk more about that for sure. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I guess so far, it's been a primarily pregnancy. Well, there was some postpartum stuff, I guess we've talked about, but um, I haven't called you from a birth, but I sort of imagine that at some point, I probably will. And you know, I don't, I think the perception is maybe different than people would think. So you kind of said, Oh, you know, what does anybody expect me to do? Like, if you need to call me, but I would call you to just get your opinion. Like, mm-hmm. let's say it's a long labor, you know, you just, I right. mean, and midwives right. call each other. So it's not a new thing for us. Like we do it all the time, but you're just another perspective that could be helpful possibly. So I think all of the pieces are important and Again, I just think it is new, in a sense, to have somebody on board like yourself that's willing to help and is not worried about getting in trouble or any of these other things that I think make doctors fearful of getting involved or something with with home birth and home birth clients. Um, it really is for the good of all. And I feel I feel so good about it that I can say to the women I'm working with, hey, like if we need anything, you know, we have somebody to ask. Yeah. And that isn't the case. That isn't the case for so many midwives in so many places. They really have no one. Quick story, then I'll let you talk. But when I was a student, the midwives I worked with were very seriously underground, um, so much to the point that, and you're going to totally shudder at this, and I do too, believe me, I would never do this, but they were finding ways to get medication for women that they thought needed it. So mm-hmm. thyroid medication comes to mind. Um, that's horrifying to me. I don't, I, I don't know enough about that. I would never think I did. But these women, you know, had kind of stepped into the role in a lot of ways of doctor because they just didn't have anybody to help. So that's an extreme example. And I definitely would not, um, you know, endorse midwives doing that ever. <laughs> uh, but you know, there's a desperate sort of way that midwifery can look in some places when there's just not good, good support. Yeah, yeah, totally. And, and you know, really, the like, the, the realities of this program that you and I have been engaging with are not, I want people to really understand what we're talking about. It's not a lifeline. It's not like, hey, 2am, you're going to call me and I'm going to pick up. That's not how the collaborator program right. works. It's really a matter of like, hey, like you called me about a, uh, a birth you were just attending recently. And you were like, why, you know, this lady is not going into labor. What's going on? You know, any insight based on this history. And I was like, well, gosh, and there yeah, was no, that was super helpful. There was no ultrasound. And we're at 41 weeks and her first baby came before 40 weeks. And there's not even sign of prodromal labor. Like, happening here is this baby breach and if the baby is breach i mean you guys had considered that if the baby is breach and there was no ultrasound could it be one of those like one in a million things where this baby is anencephalic or has a severe neuro you know some other you know severe neural tube defect um meaning there's a problem there's some problem with the central nervous system of the fetus and that's maybe you know that's an association between breach and you know going later than your you know 41 weeks into the 42 week period and um, and sure, so we considered all those things and lo and behold, it was a head down, totally normal, healthy baby. Right. So, yeah. So who nothing. knows, but at least while you were anticipating that and y- you were away, I know for a period of time, it was like over a week you were away. Right. 
Oh, over two weeks. Yeah. Over two weeks. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you were waiting and waiting and waiting and like, so doc, what do you think? Right? Because naturally everybody's thinking like, as a midwife, like, is this suitable for me to continue to be the care person here? Right. And that's good. That's a healthy thing. But it shouldn't be a matter of like, oh my God, I don't want to step away as the caretaker because I am afraid of what the doctors are going to say in the hospital and they're going to recommend a C-section or whatever else. Like this person doesn't want that. So who do I turn to? Because as soon as you ask the doctor, the doctor is going to be compelled by their the culture right. of their practice and their hospital system, what they're, they're quote, allowed to do. And I'm not bound by that anymore. What I can just tell you is what I think is going on and here's what the data would suggest and it's highly unlikely, but I'm glad you asked. And now yeah. we can continue on the process. And, and I don't know how much that weighed on you and, and your, and your uh, other birth attendant, uh, Margo. Um, I don't know how that really weighed in, but it, probably i mean i would i would assume like if i was in the middle of earth and i called you and you were like you know what i've seen this before it's probably not not that big of a deal it would give me confidence to say okay even though we don't know it allows me to embrace the unknown without the without being driven by the fear of possibly engaging the medical system you know yeah yeah that was super helpful i'm somebody that likes to know the possibilities you know i think there are some circles of midwifery and I'm not knocking this and and because it works out for people in the ways that it needs to but you know sort of like the everything is normal circle it's like oh 42 weeks whatever you know the baby will come when it's ready but it's like yes I believe that but also what are the reasons why it wouldn't right I mean, isn't that just <laughs> isn't that just interesting to think about like yes but when is that not the case? And that's exactly, yeah, what right. I was asking you. And, and it turned out to not be a thing. But even for future reference, future knowledge, just to have in there, birth works almost always. But once in a while, there's something weird going on. And, <laughs> you know, better to have it in your brain and have right. it turn out to be nothing right. than have it be a thing where you're like, oh, I wish I had known that. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, and this is not a dismissal of the trust is birth platitude you know, like, or trust in birth, like you can still trust in birth and seek more information and then continue to trust in birth. Like it's not giving up if you call the doctor. However, I also understand from the point of, uh, point of view of many midwives who attend births in the home. I also totally understand that, that there's the reality of, we've talked about this in previous podcasts. There's the reality of like, man, as soon as I engage the medical system, you put them on the medical train and now as a midwife, now that I have this recommendation from an OBGYN that like home birth is not safe, highly recommend hospital birth, whatever, now you're in a really tough spot. And I never say that. I mean, of course, I, w- I might say, you know, Marin, like I did with your one of the other clients that we shared some information on. Marin, here, here are my concerns. These are the things I would be worried about. And you're like, totally, I was totally thinking that. So it allowed you almost permission to feel into that space of like, this is actually making me uncomfortable. Is it reasonable that I'm feeling uncomfortable about this? Doc? Yes, it is, Marin. <laughs> and now you yeah. can continue to support and continue to offer guidance, but the counseling becomes a little bit more rich now that you've, you've dipped your toes in those waters. And I also, you know, I'm never going to lie to you. I'm never going to be like, you know what? Trust in this process. Forget about all those chronic health conditions or the reality of having to take insulin in labor or 
the the high risk that this person has for abruption or <laughs> preeclampsia or whatever else. So, um, yeah, I really I really love the uh, interactions I've had so far. Um, the The second level I was talking about includes I will prescribe to my discretion. I will also order imaging and lab studies um, if if the midwife really you know the collaborator really feels like that would be helpful in their conversations with the client. Um, and, and I'm going to be hosting a weekly, uh, live video recorded peer review session for the gold level. And that's like a, that's a $250 per month value. But, but imagine a, a zoom call with some of the nation's best midwives. And a, I'm going to have a traditional Chinese medicine practitioner. And I hope to have some trauma informed care providers involved once in a while, just have these guest people that kind of come in and out in order for anybody who's involved there to say, listen, here's this crazy thing that happened. What does everybody think? Like, oh my gosh, that's the first time I've ever heard that. I'm going to take note of that. You know, I didn't ever think about that possibility. And I had a recent birth that was very similar. And, um, you know, back to this, you know, we talked about storytelling in our last episode. And this is the opportunity for us to sit around the campfire and to really share the stories that we, that we all have in our practices in order to strengthen the practice of everybody within the midwifery care, care model. Um, so I'm excited. I'm glad that you've engaged and I hope others will too. I think they will. And I'll make sure to include the link here with the show notes. Right on. But yeah, it's been great. I really look forward to that group, the group stuff as well. I think that'll be really cool to connect with the other people and and just get a greater support network going. So yeah. thanks to you. That's awesome. Right Yay. on. I think that was our 20 minutes too, wasn't it? It is. I had trouble turning the thing off, but (laughs) (laughs) we're done. Well, thanks again. It was good to see you. We'll have to uh, record again soon. 